0: Trump Arrest and Arraignment Day happened this week. I hope you got your tree up in time. Many things going on around the world, but seems like everything here is a big distraction. Plus, how much money does the world need from us? Well, we'll find out today. All on Eric's America.
1: Treat the world impossible as nothing more
2: and motivate.
1: We will make America.
2: Other than the United States, up until
3: 1776, every fucking country that has ever existed was run by dictator. all of them. This is the first experiment in self-government that actually
4: worked, and it created the greatest superpower the world's ever known.
0: If we look to the answer... Hello and welcome. I hope uh, you're having a good Easter, because I'm recording this on Easter. I hope I'll get it all done today. If not, then, well, I'll have to uh, finish it up tomorrow. But I'm going to try to get it all in, see if I can uh, cover it all. It's not a super long episode today. Just want to cover some relevant things uh, from the week. I'm sure that uh, everyone watched a lot of this. And if you didn't, I ended up watching a lot of it uh, for you. So, hmm. It's... uh, Make that sacrifice, you know, to help everybody else out. Anyway, uh, before we get too far into today, I want to remind everybody to like, subscribe, rate, review. If you've listened to the podcast and you've noticed you haven't been getting notified when new episodes come out, uh, apparently that's a thing. Apparently it's a thing that's going on that's actually uh, pretty annoying. Um, and uh, I can not tell you exactly why that's happening. Um, I'm doing everything the same as I always have on my end, so uh, that's happening on a different end. We'll just put it that way. I have no idea why that's happening, but uh, apparently it is. I had several people who listened to it, and they're like, hey, uh, you haven't put out podcasts in a long time. I'm like, yeah, I have. Yeah, I've been doing them weekly, you know, missed like one week, uh, you know, recently for uh, some issues. Uh, other than that, i uh, been putting them out every week. I'm like, oh, well, I haven't got any notifications I'm like, Oh, interesting, huh? Weird how that works, huh? Yeah. You just piss the right people off and boy, do you go away quickly. But anyway, please do uh, tell a friend like rate review stars, all those things. They make a huge difference. Uh, comments, anything that you uh, are able to do does make a huge difference. It just makes the algorithms happy and keeps things flowing in the right direction. Anyway, we're going to get into what was Trump arraignment day. And I hope you had your tree out. I hope you were able to get to the store and get your Trump arraignment day tree um, and arrest day tree, I should say. Um, But, of course, like most, there were a lot of people saying, well, you know what? If they do a mugshot, Trump's just going to slap it on a T-shirt and make that part of his campaign. And, well, they didn't do a mugshot. They decided not to do a mugshot, so uh, the Trump team, um, they made their own. And what'd they do with it? They slapped it on a t-shirt. Of course they did. Of course they did. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. They obviously knew it was coming. And, uh, of course, CNN uh, had dreams of their, you know, uh, former relevance uh, when, you know, around 2016, 2017, when they were the bell of the ball, you know. They were winning ratings battles and everything else because they covered Trump 24-7 and it it created a lot of um, revenue for CNN. And, of course, since Trump has left office, their revenue has, well, bottomed out. We'll just put it that way. Uh, Their viewership has tanked dramatically. So, of course, a situation like this where Trump is back in the news and it's very relevant boy were they they were amped up and they were ready i mean they were on the spot um here is uh what they were doing i believe this is the day before i mean this is how bad it is the day before the uh indictment and cnn just could not help themselves they just they missed the old days and they just had to uh, follow every minute. And it was it was actually pretty hard to watch, but it was funny, so that was good. Here you go.
4: Told right now that is Donald Trump leaving Mar-a-Lago on his way to uh, catch his plane that will leave to New York when he'll arrive later this afternoon. We're watching really history right now unfold on your screen. Donald Trump en route to the airport and a court date in New York becoming the first ever former president to face a, a criminal indictment. Look, This is a historic moment. We just watched the former president of the United States or a former president of the United States leave his home, headed to New York to be arraigned in court.
5: We're watching on our
2: screen as
5: Trump's motorcade has now arrived on the tarmac at Palm Beach International
0: Airport. I mean, it's heading breathless, minute by minute. Heading by back minute. to
2: his home state of New York.
0: Oh my God. Certainly
2: not the kind of homecoming that uh, he had ever imagined when he went back from Florida to New York, but he is heading back on a historic flight. Again, not necessarily a part of history that Donald Trump or any former president would want to make. One of the things that we have learned is to um, not put everything at an 11, not make everything the biggest deal. This is a
0: big deal. They have learned not to turn everything up to 11. I'm sorry. Um, You've turned everything up to 11 if you want to make a point about it it doesn't matter i mean they've been a lot of the people that i've been playing a lot of the stuff um i've been playing for the last while about the climate stuff man they were all over when um i did it last week about the climate time bomb it's ticking it's ticking the climate time bomb you gotta watch out they should get somebody to diffuse that by the way um it they turn everything up to 11. And it's funny. They're like, well, we try not to turn everything up to 11. Oh my God. He just got into a car. Were you surprised that he got into the car? Were you surprised that it drove to the airport? Cause you wouldn't know that unless, you know, somebody from the Trump team, you know, alerted you and let you know, Hey, he's leaving around this time. Uh, the plane's taking off around this time. Have your helicopter over here so you can get the The great shots of the plane with, you know, Trump emblazoned on the side of it taking off because, you know, he doesn't want to make a spectacle of it, you know, because flying a giant plane with your name on the side of it is the best way to go under the radar and not be noticed. Right. It's all a joke. It really is. We're going to get into it all as a joke, but it was a joke. So then you had some people saying, hey, you know, um, going to protest, which, of course, you were going to have people that uh, were going to protest. And, of course, the um, new mayor of New York, who has been just as big of a disappointment and failure as his former compatriot there uh, de Blasio uh, he has done nothing to clean up crime or make the city better in any way uh, people are not coming back because he's mayor but he is very 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 uh, angry because there were going to be some people to show up to support Trump and he who he did not like that and of course he had to get in all the buzzwords and talking points he possibly could to win um, probably win some points back because I have a clip of him talking about how now, um, you know, they needed to get back to uh, regular morality and Christian values and all that. And that was a speech that, you know, the left absolutely wanted to hang him for. Um, so he needed to win some points back. So here he is trying to gain some points and apparently uh, has never read uh, the Constitution or Bill of Rights. So that's interesting.
4: While there may be some rabble rousers thinking about coming to our city tomorrow, a message is clear and simple. Control yourselves. New York City is our home, not a playground for your misplaced anger. People like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is known to spread mis- misinformation and hate speech.
0: Uh... Okay. So, it is their home. Um, you might want to clean it the f- up. Alright? Clean it the fuck up then. If that's your home, then you live in shit. Just, just to let you know. It is not the uh, New York City that it once was when Disney moved into Times Square and it was like, man, you know, this is a beautiful big tourist area and it's clean and the crime's way down for the, you know, largest city in America. And it really seemed like a revival uh, for the city. And then, of course, it started to go downhill. And, of course, de Blasio put it in the crapper and this guy is just following along. I mean, he's just getting paid. Once you figure out that's what these people are doing it for, that it's just for their own personal gain. They have no real interest in actually accomplishing anything. It brings it more into perspective. But then he he starts, uh, he got all the buzzwords in. She's been a known purveyor of disinformation and hate speech. Really? Really? We really, really have to get that under control. Uh, The hate speech thing really drives me nuts because there's a huge difference between hate speech, whatever you want to label that as, and speech that you hate. There's lots of speech that I hate. It's not hate speech. Um, But, uh, yeah, uh, they're allowed to protest. Whether you like it or not, they're allowed to. There's a lot of protests that I don't like, but they have the right to do it. It's not up to me to go out there and tell them they can't. Not allowed to do that. But, of course, it's the usual double standard. He goes on, blah, 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 and he doesn't like Marjorie Taylor Greene. I just want to clarify something. Now, what is higher in the food chain? I'm just just throwing this out there. A United States congressperson or the mayor? I'm going to go out on a limb and say um, she might be a tad higher on the totem pole than him. And that's probably what pisses him off. But anyway, here we go.
4: She stated she's coming to town. While you're in town, be on your best behavior.
0: Is that hate speech I heard? I believe that's hate speech. Was that an overt threat to a uh, setting? United States congressperson? I'm just saying that's uh, that's terroristic threats. I mean, if I do it, it's a terroristic threat. Apparently this jackass can get away with it. Maybe it's his. uh, whatever he said uh, was his uh, f- something based centered life. Um, Oh, yeah. Man, he's a plant based centered life. Maybe that's what's helping him out.
4: As always, we would not allow violence or vandalism of any kind. <laughs> Except for the citizens if of New York court participating in any act of violence. They will be arrested and held accountable.
0: Oh, okay. Except for the people that live in New York and you know, violence and vandalism all the time and well they don't get held accountable and the main reason they don't get held accountable is uh well alvin bragg the uh, da he doesn't like to prosecute criminals that's not why he was there he ran on the platform that he was going to get trump and so here we are and he's trying to well get trump that was his pitch and that's what he's done uh, i guess well sort of uh, we're going to talk about all that but and, of course, that's, that's what it's all about. It's uh, ridiculous and insane to think that somebody could run for a district attorney uh, and say, well, they're just going to go after one guy, which is, is horrible. That's not what's supposed to happen in this country. Actually, that should disqualify you from a race uh, because that makes you, well, unqualified. You, you see, you're supposed to be there to uphold the law. In that area, that's what you're supposed to do and punish those who break it. Um, it's not your job to be elected to go after one guy. So that should have disqualified him. Of course, it didn't. Um, and of course, he got money. Uh, you know, there was this whole thing of Soros backed and everybody's like, well, it's technically not true. But yes, it is. It is. And he has a lot of other. And I see some people making a big deal about. the uh, Well, it just uh, just released um, the uh, judge in this case, uh, gave money to uh, stop Trump. Well, he gave 10 bucks. Okay. So either he's just a cheap bastard or he just really didn't believe in it that much. Who knows? It's ridiculous. But the the judge is obviously uh, a left wing nut job. Of course. I mean, look where he's at. He wouldn't be a judge in that area if he wasn't. I mean, let's just be honest. It's, it's a lost area. And uh, somehow they elected Alvin Bragg and it took him a really, really, really long time to get around to actually fulfilling his promise. Now, you would think maybe it took him a really long time because he was, you know, busy prosecuting the crime wave that seems to have been happening in New York. And that's where you'd be wrong. Not sure what Alvin Bragg has been doing, because the two things we know he hasn't been doing. Number one, he hasn't been actually working to find any crime that Donald Trump committed cuz we're going to go into that. And number 2, he hasn't been cross prosecuting people for actual crimes in New York, which in Manhattan, which is, you know, where he's supposed what he's supposed to be doing. Apparently neither one of those things are important. I don't know what is important. Probably helping his daughter work for Kamala's failed president. You know what? That should disqualify you for anything. If you actually tried to help Kamala Harris run for president, uh, you're either really into charity or really into masochism. I'm not sure, but uh, nothing good comes of that. That's for sure. Boy, what, whoo, Jesus. But anyway, um, so of course, uh, Tuesday, was indictment day i hope you had your tree ready everything was all set and of course all day cnn again was breathless uh any minute now he's going to come out uh any minute now he's going to get in his motorcade any minute now he'll be driving to the courthouse and it went on like that for a very very long time and then there was multiple you know oj like bronco moments where they're flying along with the motorcade here he is he's going to the courthouse and it was just it was really 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 insane and of course they um they got one picture somehow there was one steel picture allowed from inside the courtroom one picture of donald trump they spent 20 minutes a kid you not 20 minutes Analyzing the look on his face, zooming in to look on his face, um, cropping the other people out. What should he be thinking? What's going on? Um, let's bring in an expert. And we're going to ask him uh, that, that he's spent time with Donald Trump. What does this facial expression mean? It's unreal and ridiculous, but also very unreal. Uh, but then the mood started to change. When, of course, they they did break it. I will say they did break it. Donald Trump pleads not guilty to 34 counts. What, did you think he was going to plead guilty? Really? I mean, that's not really suspense. Um, <clears throat> but it is really uh, interesting because they were all saying the same thing. Now, you know they don't believe this because they're breathlessly watching it, hoping they get the... Um, hoping they get a perp walk, hoping they get <clears throat> Trump in handcuffs. That's all they want. They're just cheering for it. But yet they're pretending that this is a very, this is a very sad day. My thought is this a very sad day for America.
3: If you don't see this, it's a sad day for America. It's
4: just so serious and solemn. And there is
3: a sadness, I, I think, uh, that we got to this point in America. Well,
4: it is a sad day for America. It is a serious night. And a somber moment for our country. I think there should
3: be a somber moment, right? It I have is. a lot of friends on the on the left side of the spectrum who are doing a happy dance right now, and I don't think that's appropriate.
0: Well, no. No. If they were doing a happy dance, um, I hate to say that it was uh, a very short-lived happy dance, okay? So their happy dance was cut very, very short because, well... Um, they uh, kind of came out after the arraignment, the and this is when everything was going to be unsealed, right? We're going to unseal the indictment. We're going to find out how we're going to get Trump. We're going to get to Trump now. We're going to act like we're all upset. And, and of course, we went for uh, days and days before that, hearing about how no one is above the law. No one's above the law. Get Trump. Get Trump. Now we're having a somber moment. It's a very sad day for America. And, you know, they're just sitting there on pins and needles, hoping, hoping they get this indictment and they're going to have a slam dunk. And then this happened.
2: Specify what laws.
4: Yeah, what laws. So let me, let me say as an initial matter that the indictment doesn't specify it because the law does not so require. There you go. In my remarks, I mentioned a couple of laws, Listen which I will highlight uh again now okay uh the, the the first tell us is new york state election law okay. what mm. makes it a crime uh to conspire to promote a candidacy by unlawful means <laughs> the other thing unlawful means including more additional false statements including statements that were planned to be made to tax authorities
0: okay um i don't know what the i, I didn't hear a crime in there you can't uh, promote a candidacy through illegal means well what illegal means did they promote that candidacy i um, what and he literally said well, i don't i don't have to say what yes you do you just indicted a former president for the first time in history. And you want to come out and tell people, well, I don't really have a crime. I just uh, threw this crap together. I wrote this last night with a giant crayon because I'm a moron. Well, that would have actually made more sense. This is, this is literally what there is. specify
4: <laughs> what laws we're all also- yes, we so, let, me, let me say as an initial matter that uh-huh. the law does not so require. Uh, in <laughs> my remarks, I mentioned a couple of mm-hmm. laws, which I will highlight uh, again now. Okay. Uh, the, the the first is New York state election
0: law. Yeah. So, uh, and then the second law was the intent to lie to tax authorities, the intent to lie or a future lie. I hate to tell you, that's not a crime you can't and you can't indict people and you can't prosecute them. For intending to do something in the future that they didn't do yet and you can't prove. Do you know how many people you could put in jail? The entire population you could put in jail. Somebody sitting outside of a bank and go out and be like, well, this guy. This guy intended to think about stealing all the money in this bank. So we had to get him off the street. What? What are you talking about? That's literally where they're at with this. This is the most insane thing. And the thing is, is after all this hype and no one's above the law, no one's above the law for a week or more. And then, oh, it's a somber day. He's going to court. And, you know, they're just happy inside, but they're trying to put on a show and they just are waiting for that indictment because they're going to throw Trump in jail for 100 years and they just hate him. And they get this. They get this, which basically was 34 counts of somebody going while conspiring to commit an underlying crime. Trump committed a crime. Problem is, it doesn't say what plot crime he committed or what he intended to commit. It just says over and over and over 34 times that, and conspiring to commit a crime, Trump committed another crime. What? So here's the whole thing. So I'm going to lay it out for you so you understand what they're talking about. And this gets a little crazy because when I tell you what the underlying crime is, you're not going to believe me, but it is the crime that they're trying to hide. And the reason they're hiding it is because it's so ludicrous and insane that no one other than complete left wing nutbags would try to do this or even claim that it's a crime. In fact, it's really crazy that left wing nutbags would even claim this is a crime because this is what they look live for and you'll see what i mean so the whole idea is <clears throat> michael cohen or michael Cohn, i should say michael Cohn. there is a cohen too but Cone. and donald trump decided to pay off stormy daniels okay so instead of just directly paying stormy uh the, michael Cohn uh got a it says he got a home equity loan I thought this guy made shit tons of money he's a New York attorney he's supposed to be loaded anyway for $130,000 and he pays Stormy Daniels through a company he sets up okay now he has to get paid back so what they do is the Trump organization then sets up to pay him back through salary OK, so instead of saying, well, you know, we're going to overpay your salary, they just say, well, your salary for the year is going to be double what it should be, because we want you to be able to get paid back and make a little money. you got to be able to pay taxes on that. You have to pay your taxes on it. So we're, we're going all in. So, I mean, basically, they. I mean, if you think about it, that's like a loan shark loan they got from Michael Cohn. You think about that. They paid for the $130,000 that he paid Stormy Daniels. The Trump organization ended up paying Michael Cohn like $450,000. That's loan shark type money, right? So you're thinking, well, actually the person who's getting screwed here is the Trump organization, right? But no, 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 no. That's not how this works. Okay, so they're paying him back and they're not only paying him back the 130,000, they're paying him back 130,000 plus a bonus after taxes. Okay, so they're they're really they're really paying a high premium for this money, right? They're doing that because they can't use finances from the campaign because that would be campaign finance fraud and that would be a crime. So they're not using that money. They're using the Trump organization to pay back Michael Cohn as a personal business expense. Okay, are you with me so far? I hope so because this gets a little nuts. So there's nothing illegal about having someone sign an NDA. There's nothing illegal about having the attorney pay them and you paying back the attorney. Now, there's nothing illegal about paying an attorney's salary of whatever you decide to pay that attorney or whatever salary he has requested. None of that is a crime. None of it. It's not a crime. Now, the crime that they originally wanted to try to charge Trump with was putting it down as a business expense when it was actually a legal fee or um, should have been under a campaign. But the fact that he didn't use campaign finances kind of screwed that up. And that's why the FEC, the Federal Election Commission, looked at it and said, yeah, there's nothing here. See you later. That's why the first attorney general or first uh, district attorney in manhattan looked at and said yeah there's nothing here we can't charge any of this there's nothing going on here at worst we could say he didn't file it right in his business thing and we could get him on a misdemeanor which means you know maybe a fine but the problem is the statute of limitations has run out on it it's it's a no-go so you may wonder how did the alvin bragg get this to go So Alvin Bragg then is alleging the underlying crime is the fact that he forced Michael Cohn to pay too much in taxes by overpaying him on his retainer so he could get paid back for the loan. You heard me right. They're alleging that he forced his attorney to pay too much in taxes now isn't this the guy they screamed? we want his tax returns they wanted his tax returns told him trump's not playing paying his taxes not paying his taxes well he's certainly not paying his taxes we got to get him get him get him and then they got him You he didn't hear about it anymore because they actually came out and then laughed and said well actually there was a couple deductions he didn't take Wow, well, what an idiot this guy is he paid too much in taxes and then it went away and now they're coming back And instead of being like, see, yeah, see, Trump tried to screw over. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what they really wanted. Okay, I want to be honest with you. I'm sure that's what they really wanted. What they wanted to find was that he paid this money back to Michael Cohn. And somehow he didn't record it right and didn't pay the right amount of taxes on it. And in this way, Trump sort of played 4D chess and said, no, we're going to overpay you. And that way, after taxes, you get your money back plus some. And now they're going, you can't do that you paid too much in taxes. Well, that's a crime. No, no, it's not. You may not be super smart. It may not be the greatest way to keep money. It's certainly not a crime, but that is the underlying crime because the one they originally wanted to use was the, they mislabeled business expense, which they couldn't because it's a misdemeanor and the uh, statute of limitations has ran out. So that's all dead. So now they've tried to attach a tax crime to make it a federal crime and charge 34 felonies for each payment that was made from the Trump organization to Michael Cohn as salary to make that then become 34 felony counts, which adds up to like 120 some years in prison or something. And they're alleging that the underlying crime was him paying too much in taxes. So after this was revealed, and the people on the TV that were, oh, they were so somber. It was such a sad day. It's very upsetting. After they realized that uh, this was the same old case, and boy, did it look dumb, they got sad. They got very sad. You know that happy dance they were doing inside? Someone killed their happy dance, somebody stomped all over it and ruined their day. And it was interesting to watch because I was watching some of this and you had people like Van Jones and all these guys. I mean, you know they were ready to erupt into cheers and huzzas and handsprings. I mean, just thinking of the possibility that they could get the one person they hate more than life itself, Donald Trump. And then they realized that their hero, Alvin Bragg, gave them a load of shit and that they weren't getting anything they thought, and boy, were they upset. Here is one person on CNN just pretty much summing it up.
3: You thought it was going to be, and are you unimpressed? It it is what I thought it was going to be in terms of focusing on the payments that were made, the falsification of the records, and really tied to the payment that was made to Stormy Daniels. Uh, mm-hmm. In terms of a case that's being brought against a former president, it's a little underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's not more to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not more violations, tax violations. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not an incredible new set of facts that we didn't know about publicly. Right. It's really the facts of this case as they have existed for basically almost seven years.
0: That's sad, isn't it? Don't you feel bad for him? I know I do. Feel so bad for him. They were really, really excited. I mean, they had their trees up. They had their Trump Arraignment Day trees blazing. They had their gifts to one another. They were excited. They were giddy. They were giddy. They were following every moment. It was like a child watching Santa Claus. And then suddenly, they got cold. And boy, do you want to talk about some long faces? I mean, it was like it was almost like watching the 2016 night election again. It really was watching these people go. Is, is that it? There's there's nothing new, right? Nothing. Somebody just made this. Oh boy! And because at that moment they realized. That they did not have the story they wanted. They wanted the story of saying, hey, he's just an evil bad guy that's done all these bad things. So it's not political. The problem is when they look at this and they see the nothing there. And the garbage that this guy is trying to put together they realize that it is political and there's no way out other than to say, well, this guy's just trying to screw with the election. Why do you think he asked for a court date in January of 2024? The beginning of the run up to, I mean, the beginning of the primaries. That's not suspicious at all. You've had plenty of time to put together a case, but now you suddenly need another 8 9 months that just just so happened to coincide with trying to keep Donald Trump going to court and in some kind of trial in the middle of while he's trying to win a primary. And you want to tell me that somehow that's not political. Now, if you were bringing any real charges, you may have a case for that. And that's what they were hoping. They were hoping that they could come out and say, yeah, see, here's where it's really bad. See, he committed these really bad crimes. And that's why we have to take him to court and do this. We can't let him run for office. But when you get this load of shit where the guy can't even honestly, with a straight face, even come out and say, he goes. well, there is no underlying crime. Why? I don't have to have one. But well, yeah, it's sort of you do. Yeah, that's how our legal system works. Now, I know that's not how your corrupt legal system works where you're at in Manhattan. But that means it's a kangaroo court and it's a load of shit and it does not follow our system of justice that has been laid out in some pretty old documents, well established. But he's hoping that with this judge, At a jury pool of a bunch of Trump haters, he can push this all the way through and give them what they want. The problem is the country can't take that. The country can't take that. People very far left, well, not very far left, but reasonable people in the middle and people on the left can even see through this and be like, yeah, this is going to turn out really bad. Because once you swing the pendulum that far, it swings back. And there's a lot of people that we can name off with a laundry list of actual real crimes that could be prosecuted. Now you're going to open the door for that. And those people, like a Joe Biden, like the Clintons, like the Obamas, even the Bushes, you might want to start looking over your shoulder. And maybe, just maybe, you should come out and say, you know what, listen, we should probably stop this. We should probably just hold off on this because inevitably, inevitably, you open the door for one, and especially when you're reaching this far and you're coming up with insane, crazy legal bullshit like this, it's going to swing back the other way, and it's going to hit really, really hard. When you're talking about, you know, cocaine, I mean, let's talk about Hunter Biden alone. All the business dealings where he's, you know, selling his dad's name around the world, his dad's getting a cut from it. I mean, that is highly illegal. Those are felonies. Those are very high felonies. And you're talking about some serious shit. And don't think for a second that there aren't some people around the country go, "All right, okay, I, I now know the rules. I know now. I now know how this game's going to be played. All right, let's go." And you don't even get into the Clintons and the Clinton Foundation. I mean, these people are very, very, very corrupt. They're very dirty, and they could go to prison for an extraordinarily long time. Unfortunately, they don't have enough life left to serve most of it, but it could get real bad. So I don't know. This is uh, this is where we're at, and, of course, uh, Now they've already shifted. MSNBC has shifted and said, well, since we can't really talk about crimes and everything because there wasn't really much of a crime there, we're going to turn it around and make it racism. Of course, it's racism. Here's MSNBC trying to blame Trump for the rise in anti-Semitism because he mentioned that Soros, who's a piece of shit, uh, backed this Uh, DA and of course people were like no that's not true he didn't directly give him the money no he gave the money to a pact he gave a million dollars to a political pact who then gave the million dollars to Bragg's campaign the next day okay so there was a day in between give me a break anyway
4: Type of manufactured circus by some Soros D.A. A Soros prosecutor. This prosecutor Alan Bragg is from George Soros' side. Listening to his master, George Soros. George Soros. Mr. Soros.
2: Alvin Bragg in particular is the most radical D.A. you can ultimately get to. George Soros funded him over a million dollars.
4: In an attempt to discredit Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, many conservatives are invoking the name George Soros. And former President Trump is leading the charge, calling Bragg, who is black, a, quote, Soros-backed animal in his social media post.
3: Wow.
0: You notice how he had to make sure you knew that the guy was black. Does that have anything to do with it? Does the color of his skin have anything to do with any of the shit we're talking about? And the answer and the correct answer is no. The color of people's skin, you racist bigot, does not have anything to do with ideology. So maybe you should stop being a fuming bigot and just report the news. Could you do that? Could you manage that for me? Because I'm sick of hearing bigotry all the time. Well, your skin is this color. Therefore, you believe this. Well, shut up, bigot. That is bigotry. That is racism. That's what it sounds like. It's real simple, real easy to work out. God, I hate these people.
4: Soros, a Jewish billionaire and philanthropist, has become a common target for conservatives, and his name has become an anti-Semitic dog whistle. Well, at this point, a bullhorn, which makes the announcement by the Anti-Defamation League that anti-Semitic incidents reached a new high in 2022, all the more alarming. Joining me now, Jonathan Greenblatt, CEO and National Director of the Anti Defamation League. Jonathan, thank you very much for coming to the Sunday show. The ADL uh, report that was issued last week found that anti Semitic harassment increased almost 30% yeah. from 2021. Vandalism increased more than
0: 50%. Okay, so you see what they're doing here. This is, I love how they do this. And it works for a lot of people because they don't uh, have critical thinking skills. So help you out. What they did was they said, OK, listen, Trump said something bad about this one guy, this one guy who happens to be Jewish. All right. Well, Soros, I mean, for most people, they would have no idea. You say George Soros and they'd be like, I don't know what the where the hell he came from he's a billionaire he gives a lot of money to a lot of different causes most of you know they're all like crazy wackaloon left causes um jewish hmm i don't think that comes up not a lot of not a lot of uh connotations there uh it doesn't really uh strike people except if you are obsessed with race like this guy obviously is and it's like well he's You know, but now they've equated it. They said, well, Donald Trump said something bad about George Soros, who is Jewish. Now, Donald Trump is now responsible for this spike in anti-Semitism. Now, one has nothing to do with the other whatsoever, because people do not equate George Soros as a purveyor or champion for Jewish causes. And uh, we'll discover here in a minute why that would not be the case. Um. I'm sure George Soros uh, is not high on the Anti-Defamation League's uh, website um, just for what I'm going to show you here in just a minute because, uh, you know, he's not a champion of that at all. Uh, he just happens to be a crazy left wing nutbag billionaire who has given a lot of money to destabilize a whole lot of countries because the more destabilization that happens around the world, the richer he gets. And he wants more of that. People think he has some great uh, plan to, you know, make the world, you know, more left or whatever. I just believe he's a sociopath who has figured out that he can fuck with things. And the more he makes things volatile, the more money he can make. Just saying. Anyway. And assaults increased almost 30%. What is driving
3: this spike in hate? Yeah, I would say, you know, the ADL has been looking at this data for almost 45 years. And unfortunately, Jonathan, this is the third time in the past four years that we've hit a new high watermark. I mean, literally 2022, with almost 3,700 incidents across the country in all 50 states, the highest we've ever seen. And if you'll let this settle in for a minute, we had an almost 500% increase over the past decade. So something is definitely going on. I think there are a few factors. I think, number one, we have people in positions of authority who have sort of weaponized anti-Semitism. Really? Who's done the that? Go-to tactic in their political campaigns, and their public statements. Definitely elected officials, and I think we're going to talk about one former official in a second, but also, you know, celebrities, really? entertainers, athletes, candidates. It's everywhere, so that's number one. Number two, the extremists feel emboldened in this moment, and they feel like... You know, the leash has been um, they've been unleashed and they can say the kind of things and do the kind of. things.
0: So I'm not sure what the hell he's blathering on about um, to let you know roundabout, all. Oh, he wanders around the uh, bushes for a while, gets out around the farm, finally gets back and it's all Trump's fault. Of course, because it's MSNBC. That's what he was paid to come there and say. Now, can he tie it in any way? No, not at all. It is absolute garbage nonsense, and there's no way to tie Donald Trump to anti-Semitism in any way, and the only way they can is because he said, well, you know, George Soros is a piece of shit, which George Soros is a piece of shit. Him himself individually has nothing to do with his background or his heritage or whatever, and they they can't say religion because George Soros is a a avowed atheist, so he has no religion uh, except for atheism, I guess. Um, he's not a practicing Jew. No one would know that he's Jewish. And there's a really good reason for that. And here is George Soros. I think I've played this interview before. This is uh, from the late 90s. This would be why uh, the Anti-Defamation League doesn't hang a big banner of George Soros and why uh, a lot of people don't necessarily associate him with being Jewish. Here you go.
2: You're a Hungarian Jew who escaped the Holocaust. Mm-hmm by posing as a, a Christian. Right. And you watched lots of people get shipped off to the death camps. Right.
1: I was 14 years old. And I would say that that's when my character was made. In what way? That one should think ahead. One should understand and, and anticipate events. Uh, and uh, one, one is threatened. It was a tremendous threat of evil. I mean,
2: it was a a very personal experience of evil. My understanding is is that you went out with this protector of yours who swore that you were uh, his adopted godson. Yes. Went out, in fact, and helped in the confiscation of property from the Jews. That's right. That's right. That sounds uh, like an experience that would send lots of people to the psychiatric couch for many, many years. Was it difficult?
1: Uh, not, not, not at all. Not at all. It, uh, maybe as a child, you don't, you don't see the connection. Uh, oh, excuses. It, it created no no problem at all. No feeling of
2: guilt. No. No,
0: right. no, no, no. no. He was just running around with Nazis, helping them um, confiscate stuff from uh, Jews, and it didn't bother him. It was because he was a child. Well, hold on. Yes, um, a child of 1415, uh, uh, does, I hate to tell you, does uh, leave a mark. And um, it shaped who he was. And that is the important words. He said, oh, yeah, that experience, that really shaped my character. Really hanging out with the Nazis and taking shit from people and sending them off to death camps. That's what shaped your character, huh? Didn't cause you any problems. Just really helped shape your character. How did it shape your character there, George? Georgie boy, huh? Cause I'm gonna I'm gonna say that pretty much anybody else would think, man, you know, that was horrible. It was one of the worst things I've ever experienced in my life. I just did what I had to do. I kept my head down. I just wanted to survive um you know and and man i felt horrible ever since i feel like a piece of shit i was running around with the, you know what's considered to be the worst uh worst people on planet earth and he blows it off and says, eh, it's no big deal it really shaped my character how did it shape your character there georgie boy let's hear about it
2: example that uh i'm jewish uh, and here i am watching these people go i could just as easily be there i should be there
0: Because this guy's trying to get to it because he's thinking the person he's talking to is a normal, functioning, emotional human. And unfortunately, that's not who he's talking to. He's talking to a sociopath. And sociopaths do not process shit the same way. They just don't. And this is how you know George Soros is truly a, a, a sociopath. And people be like, oh, well, that's a, a, a Jewish dog. Was No. What do I have against anybody who's Jewish? I don't look at George Soros as a Jewish person. Mostly because we're all humans. And I take them individually because I live in America. I was raised in America. And I believe in individualism. And I take him as an individual, as a pretty shitty person who is a sociopath. And this is where you know he's a sociopath. Because number one, he said, hanging out with the Nazis and helping them confiscate stuff from other Jews and send them up to death camps, it really shaped him, and it didn't really bother him at all throughout life, and it really helped him later in life.
1: Well, uh, of course, I, uh, I could be on the other side, or I could be the one from whom it, the thing is being taken away, uh, um, but there was no sense that I shouldn't be there, because... Uh, that was uh, uh, well actually funny way it's just like in markets that if I weren't there, of course I wasn't doing it but somebody else would would, would, would be taking it away anyhow it was the whether I was there or not I was only a spectator mm. the property was being taken away so th- I had no role in taking away that property. So I
0: had no sense of guilt. Right, right. He, he chose the Nazi defense. I'm just following orders. This is there. Somebody else would have been here doing it anyway. Did That work for any of the rest of the Nazis? Let me know. There's a lot of uh, people dangling from ropes uh, around Nuremberg that uh, beg to disagree. That I, I don't think that defense works there, Georgie. Yes, he was a child. And yes, it should have fucked him up for life. to be honest it did it did and there's a reason he's banned from many countries and there's a reason he's not allowed to move around the world as a billionaire he shouldn't be allowed to move around this one and do what he does either um for many many reasons anyway i got to take a quick break i'll be right back all right Dan, we're back um You may wonder what all this is about, if there's really nothing to the indictment, what's it all for? Well, a lot of it has to do with uh, keeping Trump from being able to run again. And if you thought he was so easy to defeat as they seem to, then why would that be a problem? Well, that's not the case. Obviously they are terrified of him and I've never seen anybody or this many people be that terrified of one person. Um, It is really crazy. But uh, here's Biden back in November admitting to what this is all about now.
3: To demonstrate that he will not take power. Um, uh, If uh, if he does run, I'm making sure he, uh, under legitimate efforts Mm. of uh, our Constitution, does does not become the next president. There you go
0: okay it says even if he runs or whatever um we'll do everything within the power of the constitution to make sure he's never president again well that's that's really huh it's really bizarre that's a weird statement and now you're seeing what that is and of course this isn't the only case of course they got the crazy one going on in georgia um we uh laughed at the crazy person that was the forewoman of the grand jury that was talking about witchcraft and stuff and said, well, it didn't matter what went on as long as they got Trump and that's supposed to be okay. I have no idea where, where we're going except for, you know, for years and years, I would listen to a lot of podcasts about uh, wrongfully convicted people. And you had all these people lining up and talking about what a travesty, travesty it was and, and how that, you know, the system is broken and we've got to fix it. And uh, unfortunately, those same people, when you hear things like this, they're not out there uh, going, wait a second, this this is what we were talking about. This is a corrupt system. It's you're using the system in the wrong way. This is going to break it even further. No, they're completely silent because a lot of those people support what's going on now. So if you support these kind of prosecutions, then I don't want to hear from you about people that are wrongfully convicted. Is it sad? Yeah, it is. But the problem is you are hypocrites and liars and you don't hold any values. And the, the problem is with values is you have to hold them no matter if you like the outcome or not. That's actually what our system's all about. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. You can't like freedom of speech if you only want to hear one kind of speech. Loving freedom of speech is the fact that you're going to not like things that come out of other people's mouths and say, hey, you know, we just got to deal with it. That's the world we live in. There's many times that uh, even, you know, court rulings have went away that I didn't really care for. But at the end of the day, I have to sit down and go, hey, you know, I mean, that's, you know, yeah, that's our system. I mean, that's where we're at that's our systems. I have to deal with it. I may not like it. I may not agree with it, but I have to accept it as part of my principles and go, no, that that's, you know, that's what our system says. So that's what I have to get behind, you know, whether I agree with it or not, or whether I like that outcome or not. And so that's, uh, that really bothers me because there's a whole lot of those people out there. I mean, there's a whole industry, Of podcasting and, you know, shows, uh, whether it be, you know, documentaries or whatever about people that, you know, really want to fight against a, what they consider a corrupt justice system. But when it's being put on full display and being corrupted right before you, they say not a word because they're fully behind it. So it makes them super disingenuous and it makes them just, you know, unprincipled people, which I don't know how you would go then into court and try to make yourself some sort of hero and some sort of champion if you don't champion it at all times, not just when it fits your political views. So there's a huge problem. Speaking of Biden this week, he did make some interesting uh, comments uh, when he went to uh, Mississippi, where they had uh, some horrible uh, tornadoes, a lot of tornadoes going on. we haven't heard about that as much because for the most part, they can't blame tornadoes on climate change so much. So and most of it's hitting areas they really don't care about. So they don't worry about it quite that much. If it hits somewhere, it's more pleasing to the um uh to the ruling party here uh you would hear more about it but it doesn't really benefit them so you don't hear about it a lot biden did go down he couldn't remember where he was though
2: Stone will be back and we'll be with you every step of the way and i did i what did i say i i didn't i said rolling fork rolling stone i got
0: no the place is called rolling fork no uh, he called it rolling stone twice and um Eh, Who knows? Who knows? But what is really going on around the world right now? Well, you've got uh, Russia and Ukraine. Uh, Apparently, uh, we've maxed out our credit card pretty hard. And now there are people saying in the background that it's just a matter of a time. And they will be sending F-16s to Ukraine, which is insane. As of today, uh, it looks like China is surrounding Taiwan. We're sending more stuff to Taiwan. And that would not surprise me for them to actually send boots on the ground to Taiwan. Uh, so that's going on. You have BRICS, which is, uh, the collection of countries now trying to topple the U S dollar. And if the U S dollar gets toppled, well, we're all poor. Suddenly we are in a third world country overnight. So, um, maybe, maybe you should realize that elections have consequences and those consequences aren't just for you. They are for all of us. And so before we keep, uh, you keep pulling the lever giving the vote to these geriatric absolute despicable corrupt pieces of shit. Maybe think twice and go, Hey, maybe I still want there to be a country left uh, for somebody after me. And maybe I want a country left within the next 10 years. And people act like, Oh, well it'll happen tomorrow and then everything will go away, you know, the next day. And it doesn't happen that way. The decline happens over a while, but it is starting and if we do not turn it around, there, are, there is time to change it right now. But there has to be major changes made. And the administration and all what they are doing is going in the opposite direction. They have no, no plan whatsoever to uh, reverse this, uh, this plan decline. And it's horrible. It's, it's really disgusting. Here is... Um, something very interesting some people are saying well this guy may just be trying to act cool maybe he's just trying to strong arm his uh country into following something different but it did bother a lot of people this is the president of kenya now normally i wouldn't go to the president of kenya for uh a lot of advice financially or otherwise really but this was very interesting this was uh from earlier this week
5: numbers i am giving you free advice that those oh. of you who are holding dollars, you surely might go into losses. You better you better uh, do what you must do because uh, this market is going to be different mm. in a couple of weeks. Oh, okay.
0: All right. So, uh, yeah, he's saying dump the dollar. And that could mean many things. He could be trying to uh, pump up their currency mm-hmm. that they are using. Uh, could be. Uh, could be that they are going to, uh, because many African nations are now beholden to China. So there's a real possibility that they could be moving to the one or the one is going to back their local currency, however they want to do that. And they can start splitting away from the U S or he knows something that other people don't know about the market. Um, I, I don't know where I fall on that, but that is kind of scary to think about. That uh, this could be happening. Um, But these are all distractions from these kind of things. It is a distraction from the fact that financially things have not been going well for quite a while. You can't carry the amount of debt the U.S. has and not be the reserve currency for the world. And China is in the same predicament right now. And this is why the two countries are going to bring it to a head very soon, I feel, that uh, there's going to be... Uh, whether it is a new cold war or however that plays out that it is going to happen very soon because China's in more debt than we are they're not the world's reserve currency but we are the problem is they have all their money backed by their industrial base and their you know basically their workforce working for cheap in this industrial base and that is going to go, go away. The more modernization that happens, the more uh, uh, automation and AI that comes in, the less they're going to need the people to do so. And so they're going to and they already are coming up against a huge financial crisis. And this is when countries are truly, truly dangerous. You have nuclear powers and you have a financial crisis, which threatens the actual existence of both countries as world powers. And this is where it gets really, really scary. And there are a lot of people who think that, well, war is a really good way to distract or war is a really good way to cover up what we're doing or what we're trying to do. It's nothing good can come of it. Let's just put it that way. And we do not have to be in this position. We did not have to be put in this position. There's many ways we could have avoided it, but. We're here and we have to deal with it, but we have lots of distractions, right? We have lots and lots of distractions. We got Donald Trump. Were you surprised he got in his car? Were you surprised he drove to the courthouse? Were you surprised that they can't even come up with the underlying crime to charge him with? No, none of that is a surprise. We all knew what had happened. We knew it was nothing. They have turned it into something because they're scared of him getting into power because the one thing for sure is Donald Trump is not quiet. Not at all. So what happens is, uh, which is what's happened before, is he goes in, he starts looking at things, and he starts making observations, and he puts them out in the rest, not only the rest of the world, but the country hears about what's been going on or what's been happening, and they're terrified of that. Plus, he will have the the power or to hire people, to appoint people uh, into the Justice Department to maybe take a look at a few things they don't want taken a look at and uh, start pulling away from, you know, the war in Ukraine and different things. There's, there's lots that can happen there. But speaking of distractions for the week, we had... Uh, but we had Dylan Mulvaney. Dilly got a beer. Dilly, Dilly, Dilly. Dilly got a beer. Here it is.
3: So... I kept hearing about this thing called March Madness, and I thought we were all just having a hectic month, but it turns out it has something to do with sports, and I'm not sure exactly which sport, but either way, it's a cause to celebrate. This month, I celebrated my day 365 of womanhood, and Bud Light sent me possibly the best gift ever, a can with my face on it.
0: Okay. So, let me get this over with. Real quickly, I don't care what you do, it's your life. Where I run up against it is number one, you're celebrating 365 days of womanhood. Well, that's where people first run up against it. You're not a woman, you can identify whatever you want, you can go live your life, dress how you want, act how you want. of the people do not give a shit. They could give less than a shit because they're just trying to figure out their lives and get through their lives. So they they don't have the time, nor do they care enough to be worried about what you're doing. Okay. So that's what we start there. And so then people get very, very upset and say, no, listen, listen, we can deal with whatever you want to do. Just don't try to bullshit me and don't, don't be, you know, trying to celebrate being a woman when you're just a dude that dresses up, man, come on, like, and, and that's where most people land on this. They don't care what they do. Just don't try to bullshit me and brainwash me into, you know, believing whatever it is that you believe, because it's just not how it works. Number two is it's just really, really out of touch. It's very out of touch. Now, the marketing director, they released a video of her going, hey, you know, yeah, this was my idea, and uh, they, you know, Bud Light sales have been kind of down, and we really wanted to get with a new, hip, cool in crowd, so we hired Dilly. Well, it blew up in their face. They lost $800 million in one day. Uh, Many people, there was a famous, uh, uh, or viral, I should say, a viral video of uh, Kid Rock shooting a bunch of Bud Light, and... And all that and uh, a lot of uh, artists and stuff pulling out having it on their writer and and different things which is fine when you're jumping into it from that perspective and going listen you know do I have a personal problem with Dilly? No I don't give a shit. Like I, I don't even think that he's trans. Honestly, I don't think he honestly believes it. I think he's been trying desperately to be famous his entire life. Go back and check out—he was, uh, you know, kind of an off-Broadway actor. He got on like The Price is Right. He's been around a long time, just trying to be famous and and try to get somewhere in there. Um, and this was what got him there. This is what's got him everything. And he does very, very well. There should be no tears shed for Dilly. Yeah. He's making a lot of money off a lot of brands. It's, it's a scam. It's a, it's a hustle. Um, but the thing is, is a lot of people are sick of it because it's like, man, just leave stuff alone because that's the biggest thing. That's where we're at right now. People want their things that they are used to, to be left the hell alone, especially when it comes to this stuff. You know, they want to have a beer without having to deal with dilly on the can. You know, it's just exhausting for most people who just want to be left alone and to live the life that they the way they see fit. And live and let live is a huge, uh, what they'd be, traditional liberal value, which for all those that don't know the exact definition, I've defined it many times. Traditional liberal would be considered more around the founding of the U S they were considered, um, liberal for their time and their ideas are supposed to be traditionally liberal values, you know, uh, freedom of speech, you know, freedom to bear arms, you know, individual above government, you know, there's very, these very fundamental things and so in that context, most people who believe in that tradition and believe like Americans are like, listen, we, we're not trying to bother anybody, okay? We, we don't really care what you do. What we do care about is when you're lying. And when that goes on, not just that they celebrated, you know, Dylan's 365 day day of playing dress up. And calling him a woman, which upsets a lot of people, and rightly it should. He's not a woman. Uh, he can't have surgery to make himself a woman. He's just a man who had surgery. But what it really bothers people is because of what then is the next step? You know, we had the story this week where um, the one one girl that had to swim with uh, the Leah Thomas situation and said she wasn't comfortable because Leah Thomas obviously had had no surgeries and uh, you know, he was just flopping his wang out in the locker room with a bunch of girls. Now, if you have a teenage girl and you're completely fine, which I can't imagine there's too many uh, families, especially fathers. If you're any kind of a father, going to be like what well, there's a teenage boy with his, you know, junk hanging out in the girl's locker room and, um, you may have to restrain most of them because they're going to beat the shit out of some kid um, or whoever allowed this to happen. And by saying that she wasn't comfortable, they vilified her. And just this week, she went to talk about the, uh, you know, removing trans women, which are guys uh, from female sports, because it was really hurting. The sports is really hurting title nine. It's screwing with all this. And basically she was accosted by some crazed lunatics in a hallway and they tried to extort her for money. She had to hide for like three hours in a room till they could get her out. And of course the school comes out and says, yeah, we're sorry about that, but it really wasn't violent. There wasn't any problem. We just really believe in free speech. And it's like, man, the gaslighting is, is hardcore. It's very hardcore. It gets rough to deal with. So these are all distractions. Honestly, these are all distractions from the decline of our dollar and the decline of our economy. Now, the jobs numbers came out the other day weren't as bad as what they could have been. They were okay. Not great, but they were okay. There's a lot of things under the surface that seem very, very scary, especially when you're talking about these countries pulling away from the dollar because that can literally, literally break America. And we're just we're just going to be along for the ride. Here's an interesting video I want to play for you that I found very interesting. Well, it's a video. You can't see it. Oh, the audio from this video I pulled. It's very interesting. Here's a guy who spent his life and career in Hollywood, uh, describes himself as a Hollywood liberal, which is, you know, that's kind of scary, but, uh, starting to, uh, maybe having some second thoughts and really wake up, check this out. And this is why you should never, if you have somebody that's always kind of been on that side, but is, is, you know, willing to still listen, there's a chance. And here's the, here's why.
5: I'm starting to question all my beliefs. I've been a liberal, yoga-doing, vegan Hollywood cliché in the inside of Hollywood for 20 years. I've done the music for like 50 massive Hollywood blockbusters. Seriously, Mm -hmm. IMDB me. Google me. But this seems weird. The whole thing about Sean mm-hmm. Penn giving the president of Ukraine an Oscar and then Biden giving Zelensky billions of dollars that surely mm-hmm. the American people need to fix schools and homelessness. <laughs> and well, then huh. Hunter Biden having that dodgy job in the Ukraine and then all the mainstream liberal media covering the story up about his laptop. Uh-huh. I don't know anything. I need <laughs> educating in the comments. Is okay. this is something really weird and Going on do I need to rethink
0: all of my beliefs? well the answer to that is yes you really do need to rethink a lot of those beliefs for sure and it's good that uh, there's still hope for a lot of these people that they haven't completely gone off the deep end like the the Democrats in Washington have they haven't completely uh you know gone so far over that there's no coming back i mean there's still some free thought in there which is what you know traditional liberal values are all about whether you're there or not that's what they're about is you know listen to everything, you know, have an open mind, try to understand the other side, you know, all these things. But when you see something like this, and of course they, they would instantly jump on this guy and say, no, that's conspiracy. What are you talking about? You mean the oligarchs that gave Hunter Biden money were the only ones not sanctioned by the United States government? That's crazy talk. Well, no, it's not. It's not crazy talk because it's real and no one talks about it. The Russian oligarchs that gave money to the Bidens were the only ones left off the list of people sanctioned, of oligarch sanctioned. They're not seizing their stuff. They're not messing with them. Why is that? Because they paid the freight ahead of time. Is that illegal? Well, hell yes, it's illegal. It's very illegal. It's treasonous. Are we going to do anything about it? No, we're going to worry about a, a porn star getting paid off, which was a really bad week. I have to add this if I didn't earlier. Stormy Daniels had a rough week. Now, yeah, the whole Trump thing, I'm sure she was really, really, really happy that he got arrested. And maybe the reason she was super happy is because she thought she would get out of, well, the lawsuit she was in where Trump sued her for you know basically violating the NDA, I believe, or she was sued by the Trump organization. I have to dig into what the actual lawsuit was about. But Trump won by the way, on Wednesday. Very interesting. Trump won his team, legal team won on Wednesday, and now Stormy Daniels owns, owes Donald Trump $120,000. So interesting. Very interesting. But anyway, uh, that's what we're going to focus on. We're going to focus on that. We're not going to worry about actual actual crimes and being sold out and people selling their name, which is influence peddling, and it's very illegal. We're not going to worry about it. And you know why we're not going to worry about it? Because we are the world's bank. Here is uh, Biden telling you that very thing.
2: Working in close cooperation with the United States Congress, we plan to add another $690 million for new funding for the presidential initiative over the next two years. And over the course of three years, my administration intends to work with Congress to commit $9.5 billion across all our efforts to advance democracy around the world. We're all safer when that occurs.
0: Okay, nine point five billion dollars spread that money around the world to promote democracy. Hmm. How about we spread it back to the people's pockets that it came out of so we can spread? I don't know, prosperity around this country and stop robbing the people. It's just it's disgusting. It really is. Uh, one more bit of news before uh, before I cut this off. I'm mean, a little shorter today. It is Easter, and I hope you are enjoying your day. Uh, there's a new mayor now in Chicago. They got rid of Beetlejuice, and everybody had high hopes. There was one Democrat that was running that seemed, you know, fairly moderate, fairly normal. Like maybe guy could have worked out all right. Maybe could have helped out, bring crime down, and everything. No. Chicago decided that Lori Lightfoot wasn't quite radical enough. She wasn't quite crazy enough. You need to just kick it in the ass just a little bit and go all the way to the nut house. And they hired this guy, they voted for this guy.
3: Simply looking at putting more money into policing, um, that has demonstrated to be a strategy that is certainly short-sighted. The comprehensive approach that we have put forth is something that the city of Chicago overwhelmingly embraced. And again, it's a testament to what can happen around the country.
0: Yeah, he wants to defund the police more in Chicago because, you know, crime's so low there. I have no idea why they would even need police officers there. <laughs> Weird. Anyway, that is going to do it. I'll leave you on that note. I hope you do have a great Easter uh, or had a great Easter. This will be coming out later. So I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed uh, a good weekend. Uh, I will be back next week. I'm sure we'll hear much, much more about this case and what's going on with Trump and and all that, how that's going to play out. Uh, And we'll have much more breaking on all this stuff around the world. Until then, if you want to um, send a question, comment, anything you'd like to send me, you can do so. Erics-America.com is the website. At Erics America Pod is the Facebook. At Eric underscore podcast on Twitter. And if you want to send an old-fashioned email, you can do that, ericsamericapod at gmail.com. All those will come to me. I will be back next week, of course. Until then, just remember, it's no agenda, just America.